Today we're joined by 22 Pilots, who you may know as the primary developer of the Ultimate Driving Universe series of games. As always, my name's Bantek and I'll be your host for this experience. Follow us as we go Beyond the Blocks. Hello and welcome back to Beyond the Blocks, the podcast all about the Roblox platform and game development. On this episode, we're joined by 22 Pilots, so hello and welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. No worries. Now, I'm sure many of the listeners have heard of you, but just in case they haven't, do you want to give us a quick summary of what you do on Roblox? Uh, I've been working on Ultimate Driving on here basically the entire time I've been on the platform. That's what I do here. Awesome. So I think we should begin by jumping into that and uh, talk about ultimate driving so how would you describe ultimate driving to someone who's never played it before it's um it's like an open world driving simulator sort of akin to gta but obviously more platform appropriate you earn vehicles by driving you drive more earn better vehicles that's kind of the cycle and it's really social you hang out with friends the entire time explore the map take on different jobs so yeah i've been playing it for quite a while with some of my friends as well and the jobs are definitely the bit that i find quite interesting Mm. because you've got um sort of police haven't you which you can arrest people who've um got very high bounty from speeding shooting each other that sort of thing yeah yeah and the emt one is probably my favorite just because i like putting out the fires that's just fun yeah um, so yeah, it's, it's really good. I mean, how did you sort of come up with the balance between it being not too arcadey, but also not too realistic? You sort of found a nice balance in the middle. Um, no, it's not really something I was seeking out a balance for, really. It's just kind of where I've ended up in working on it. Okay, cool. So it's like, yeah, when I, um... When I first started, like, basically what I wanted to do was just build the maps. That was just, that was why I was here. And over time, the games kind of evolved around that initial goal. So for you, was it mainly around uh, building and sort of the scripting followed on? Is that how it went? Yeah, yeah. It's like, when I first joined the platform, I used it as a creative outlet to make these big worlds. And then I was like, oh, I could turn this into a game. And then, you know, DevX comes around and I'm like, oh, I could profit off this. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's definitely motivated a lot of developers to mm. turn what probably was a hobby before into something a bit more serious. Yeah. So um, speaking of kind of the, the map, it's split up, isn't it, into multiple games. Yeah. I think there's four modern ultimate driving games. There's... One, two, three, four, five-ish? I think I have three live right now, and then I've got a friend who's got two more that are live. Okay, cool. And I've noticed the edge of one of the maps uh, links onto the next uh, of the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, a, a question I see all the time around comments and Twitter and that sort of thing is whether you ever plan to <laughs> bunch all of those into one game. You get asked that all the time, I'm sure. It's, yeah, I'm... Now, I'm I'm never going to be able to do it the way people want it. Like, you know, just one big server where you can roam the entire thing. Yeah. 
like it just in one piece. But my goal that I want to start on here really soon is to put together a sort of like hub system. Mm-hmm. So like rather than joining like Westover Islands or whatever, you're going to be joining ultimate driving like one specific game. And that game is going to be like a hub with like a big menu and stuff to let you like view the map and choose where you want to spawn in. And then each individual like region will have like teleports between the two to kind of like uh, facilitate travel better between them. So kind of make it more like a cohesive universe experience instead of having all these divvied up regions that kind of link together, but in practice don't really. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's quite good as it is because obviously they all have the same systems. They have the same vehicles, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's a combo of both technical and also how you'd fill a massive server of all of them at once to make it feel oh, gosh, yeah. natural. Yeah, I mean, it's especially right now, like, you know, there's uh, people with lower end computers and stuff already have trouble running some of the maps as it is. So having the entire universe in one server would just be a disaster. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So one of the questions I had was Westover Islands is so popular compared to the others. Mm-hmm. In some cases, it's sort of 10 to even 20 times better than the other ones in terms of visit count. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it, in your opinion, that makes Westover Islands so much more popular than the others? Um, I think it's because that's just the one I emphasize more. I mean, that's the first one in the current series of games that I really got out there. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just retained that position as like the primary game and then the rest just kind of act as like peripheries for now. So that's kind of why I want to get to the hub system, because once we do that, then traffic will disperse throughout the universe better. But I mean, it could be, you know, people just enjoying that map more, but I think it's just because it's what I tend to emphasize harder. Yeah, well, it was the first one that I played, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that was from an advert or seen it on game page or whatever, but obviously, mm. as you get more players on it, that particular one gets more popular, more people see it. Yeah. And without that teleporting system, you'd just be... Uh, well, some people probably think that the Westover Islands is the only game on there. The, yeah, it's like, I get questions every now and then, they're like, I, like, why does the map end? I can't get over to like the rest of the mini-map and stuff. And I'm like, you can like join the extra game there, it's just... They think it's all supposed to be attached right now. So, I mean, I can see why people would be confused, and that's why I want to get working on fixing that confusion here soon. Yeah. Is it a priority? Is there a timeline for that? Uh, I think after I get my next update out, that's going to be the next thing I jump on. I think that's, yeah, that's a pretty big priority for me. Okay, cool. And then, as well as the sort of the modern ultimate driving, um, I stumbled across the classic ones as well, which are mm-hmm. still open to play, aren't they? Yeah, I have no idea if they actually work, though. <laughs> I haven't touched those in a while. Well, that, yeah, there was a little warning that I think pops up on um, filtering-enabled false games, I think. Oh, Lord, yeah, I didn't even think about that, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a little, this game might not work as intended, and there were no players on it when I looked, but... Um, but yeah, yeah. No, that's, I'm not even sure if you got in there, if the systems would even work. It's just <laughs> I put those maps up there on whatever systems were current at the time and haven't really touched it since, so... That's something I should look into getting back up and running just in some capacity, or like just even in like a capacity of like giving people a single car to screw around in just to explore what it used to look like. Mm. Are the the new games um, based off it? Like, why did you decide to make the new games in a separate place? Uh, 
the the maps that are classic right now are like early versions of the current maps that I have now. Mm-hmm. So I think I even left little descriptions of like the timeline on. Yeah. So like, it's like looking at like one of the old Odessa ones. It was like, um, I guess I scrapped this version because it was uh, hurting frame rates pretty hard, and then I went and overhauled it significantly and left this version up for people who enjoyed the old one to screw around in when they felt like it. So it's just like little things like that, where it's like when there's a big evolution, I'll just leave the uh, old one sitting around for people to explore still. Yeah, okay, cool. In terms of um, the modern ones, how difficult is it to keep the same systems uh, up to date on all of them that are currently active? Um, are you using like robots packages or, or how are you managing that? Uh, I've got my own plugin that exports all the vital systems and then re-imports them to each game that I need. Okay, that's really cool. It's something that I've been using for a while, so it's something that packages could handle, but it that'd be something I'd have to do after I get all the games onto my profile, because as of now, you know, two of them are on a friend's profile. So after they're all under the hub system, then I can utilize packages better. But yeah, keeping these systems updated is not that difficult. It's just a matter of like keeping like the play slot descriptions and like the marketing stuff up to date. That's I fall behind on that a lot. Yeah, updating the titles, that kind of thing. Yeah. And that'll be nice once I get the hub done, because I only need to update one slot's description and title and stuff. Okay. How does it split in terms of the um kind of the share of development if if your friends got a couple of them as well? Um how much do you do? How much do they do? So he has the maps that he worked on and that's it. So I do all the systems and most of the vehicle work. I've got like one other friend that helps import vehicles. But aside that, like the game systems are all mine. Uh, and then all the maps I have on my, my profile are all mine. And then his maps that he has on his profile are maps that he worked on himself. Mm-hmm. So that's where the development share kind of split down. So we'll have to figure out some sort of revenue share once everything gets pushed over to the hub system here soon and so the last question on ultimate driving is it must take quite a lot of time and um, effort especially the amount of models there are on the cars that sort of thing is it your full-time job or is it a hobby on the side it's one of two jobs i have um i've just finished up with a civil engineering degree and i'm in the office there doing design visualization stuff like three days a week and then the rest of the time i have for this so it's half full-time job half hobby i don't it's this weird limbo state (laughs) fair enough i think a lot of robots developers can probably relate to that yeah do you find your civil engineering degree influencing quite a bit of your building or do they not really cross over uh oh it definitely crosses over i mean especially the job i have now so it's like in that job we like create 3d models for videos for like big engineering projects that are coming up so a lot of the like modeling or like a lot of the modeling that I need to do on there, the knowledge crosses over with the game development stuff, and I learn things that benefit both jobs. So it's it's like a cycle that feeds itself, which is pretty nice. Yeah, that's quite useful. And obviously, I focus on the maps a lot. So, like you know, civil engineering is like focusing all on infrastructure. So I put a lot of effort into making the roads look good and stuff. Next, I'll ask you about Vortex Security, because while I was busy 
digging through your profile, finding all these ultimate driving games. Um, I just stumbled across that you were a developer in Vortex Security. I've never really heard much about it, so I just wanted to ask what it was. Oh, that was a. It's an old uh, War Clan that a friend of mine owns. Uh, I'm not really much of a developer in there. I don't remember quite why I have that role. Yeah, I don't think I ever actually did development work in there. I think I just got thrown in that role just for the ha- sake of having something special. I'm just I'm friends with a lot of the higher ups in there and hang out with them on a regular basis. So they probably just threw me in that role for the sake of distinguishing me in the group. Yeah, that's fair enough. I couldn't find much information about it, so I figured it was probably old and defunct. But mm. okay, doke. And then um, you sort of mentioned that you've basically been doing ultimate driving the whole time that you've been on Roblox. Mm-hmm. Are there any small little discontinued or failed projects before, or was that literally, you came here, you were like... That was pretty, I mean, I joined back in 2008, and probably, I mean, I, th- I feel like I got, like, the first Ultimate Driving title out in, like, 2010 or so, and it wasn't really like I was trying to make a big title or anything. It was just me screwing around building in studio. And then all of a sudden one of them got super popular. I was like, okay. <laughs> it's like, I woke up like one summer weekend and saw it on the front page at the time. So it hadn't been like a thousand or so people online. Yeah. But that's basically the only attempt at a game game that I've really worked on. And it's just iterations of that, that I've been working on since. So, Fair enough, yeah. I Personally, I've had loads of random failed projects. Um, mm. you, you've been quite focused on sort of cars and driving and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I had no idea what I liked. I've done all sorts of things from buses to trains <laughs> to various different things. I had a bus simulator ages ago, mm-hmm. um, and that was well before DevX and stuff, so I didn't put much time into it. Mm. Um, and now I'm just working on a train simulator sort of game, building a uh, new game as well that's going to be a city builder. So I'm sort of all over the place, got loads of failed projects. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds fun. I love city builders. Okay, yeah, sort of based on like city skylines kind of thing. Oh, I love that game so much. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I've sunk... I've sunk way too many hours into that. Actually, I'm kind of curious. How many hours have I sunk into that? Uh, of course, <laughs> Steam is updating. Whatever. I feel like it's something like 800 or 900 hours I've sunk into City Skylines over the past four years or oh, something gosh. crazy like that. Yeah, you feel bad every time you open Steam and just see the number of hours there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like the only game I play on a regular basis when I'm not doing ultimate driving, though. Okay, fair enough. I, I do like games like that that you can just hop into. I, I often don't have much time on my hands to spend on a game mm. um so i'm not super into these like first person shooters that sort of thing so i will just open yeah. up something like city skylines you can do 10 minutes on there and uh, hop back off and it's uh, it's all good exactly yeah so my next question is again while i was digging through your profile i noticed that you had a previous username alex4897 mm-hmm. um and that you had sort of a random old fan group that sort of thing underneath it um, what led you to decide to change your username, and at what point did you decide to change it? Uh, I'm trying to think. It was somewhere around, along the line, I was just like, you know, I should probably come up with a name that's catchier and more memorable than just my name and my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so, at the time, I was just big into the, into the band 21 Pilots, and I was like, eh, I could spoof off that. People recognize that, and I just have stuck with it since, especially since they've got the toy action figures of me out in stores now it's like i i feel like i'm kind of locked into this name yeah definitely well i I think it's something that a lot of developers 
Um, either some developers think about it from the start and get a bit too hyped around it. Other people don't really think about it and have a very complicated name. Yeah. But it's it's sort of building this brand around you, a name that people can remember, something that you can easily write down and stuff. Um, yeah. And yeah, if you've got too many numbers or just random numbers after your name. So people aren't going to, yeah, it's going to be hard to remember. Yeah. So that's, that's what I was going for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it works. And then uh, Cars. I wanted to ask you about cars because obviously I do like cars. I think that's quite obvious from uh, everything, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but I've uh, obviously seen on kind of Twitter, on Instagram, that sort of thing. Um, your very nice blue cars that you have. Um, I, I do like my blue cars. Yes. Yeah. I mean, first of all, why the same color? Is blue your favorite? Uh no. Honestly, like I. Yellow has been my favorite color since I was a little kid. It's just blues just kind of happened. <laughs> okay. Um, when I was, I guess it was back in like sophomore year of college, I was looking to buy my first car. That was, uh, I was looking for a Camaro for a while. And the year of Camaro I wanted, I wanted like that bright lime green metallic color that they came in. But the year that I wanted didn't have that color at all. So I kind of, I had to scale back and just try to find another good one and i ended up finding a nice blue camaro with a fat white stripe on it at my local dealership and i hadn't seen a stripe design like that ever before i was like i'll just get that one that's unique <laughs> it looks good i like it yeah and then when i was getting the uh mclaren i i was looking in the off season so there weren't many cars on the market so that blue one popped up at the local dealership and i was like well it's the same color as the camaro it's just meant to be yeah, well, uh, honestly, uh, when you look at them, I thought you'd got them custom painted and like color matched them or something because nope, they're, they're that's so incredibly just, close. They're, they're stock. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can only notice differences in them when you've got them like in the dark under like a light in a parking lot or something. It's like the one's just a touch more deeper than the other. But aside that, you would never notice. Yeah, you'd never notice. You can tell people that you did it on purpose. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I did do it on purpose. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, and uh, I mean, did you afford those from DevX alone, or? Oh, that was yeah, that was just from DevX alone. Yeah, Th that's amazing. That was all from Ultimate Driving. Yeah, I mean, to think that only just a few years ago, I think it was 2014 when they brought out DevX. Um, before that, there was you know a good eight years of Roblox where you couldn't DevX; you were just building yeah. for a hobby. Um, yeah. Between them bringing out DevX. And now, the fact that you've managed to get those two awesome cars is, is pretty incredible. Yeah, I never would have thought I'd be in a position like this back in 2008 when I joined the website, like, the summer after sixth grade. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, to be fair, um, I, I sort of have a lot of love for Roblox 2008. I joined the same year as well. Um, mm -hmm. But when you look back at it now, boy, was it rough back then. <laughs> it it was rough. I mean, it was, it was fun for what it was. And back then, it was just... a sandbox physics simulator where you just screwed around with your friends yeah exactly and now it's you know just a full-fledged game development platform it's quite it's quite freaky though watching it grow up at the same time as us growing up uh, yeah i mean that was i mean that gave us the advantage over people trying to get in here for the first time i mean we had we followed the learning curve as things advanced So on that kind of note as well, the, the skills that you've learned to be able to do ultimate driving, um, are they all just from Roblox from all these years hanging around here, or do you have any outside experience? Honestly, it's just been from Roblox, really. Um, 
it's all just been me trying to learn things to accomplish certain goals on here for certain projects I've been working on within Ultimate Driving. So, and obviously now that I've got the 3D modeling visualization job in civil engineering, the skills bounce between there and I learn some stuff over there that I apply here and then, you know, vice versa. But for the most part, it's just been at Roblox. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you've got all the skills that you need. You've got the scripting down, the building down, yeah. the modeling. Uh, that's that's awesome. That's really, really cool. Mm. So did you always know that you wanted to be a developer or when DevX rolled around, did that just kind of sort of get thrust upon you? Yeah, I mean, when it, DevX came around, that was just like, oh, I just I can just, you know, profit off of my creative outlets that I've been doing already. Okay. Yeah, okay. It wasn't like I was, you know, setting out to be a game developer. It was just like, you know, I enjoy making these maps and other people apparently like playing them. So, okay, cool. <laughs> what did you want to be instead then? Did you have any ideas? I mean, I feel like civil engineering was my go-to for the longest time. So, I still sort of accomplished that, but now I've got both going on, so... Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, I do engineering as well. I do... um aerospace engineering shoot that's cool okay and i'm about what am i now three quarters of the way through um it feels like the longest time ever i took a year out to do a placement <laughs> year so it's just it keeps going okay um yeah those bills just keep racking up you know oh gosh <laughs> and uh yeah it's sort of similar for me that i mean even if my games get as successful as yours i probably would still hold on to that because i still like mm -hmm. the fact that with engineering, you can make actual physical things you can hold, not just yeah. stuff in the computer. Um, mm. But I can definitely see the parallels, like how things can bounce back and forth and how yeah. Roblox with physics and modeling, as you say, with CAD, like computer-aided design stuff, um, mm. is very, very cool. It's very useful, and it's really nice to have your hobby and like your main career kind of line up in that skill set. It, it really is, yeah. Yeah, when you come home, you can kind of just carry on working i suppose but it doesn't feel mm. like working yeah it, it doesn't feel like a chore at all and you mentioned cad uh, another way that the knowledge has crossed over is i'm actually working on redoing every single map in cad so like redoing basically the entire universe so i sketch the whole thing out in like 2d line work in cad export that to blender and add the elevations to the roads there and then put it in roblox so that way we have you know entirely new maps but everything's like nice and smooth instead of having to sketch all the roads out with you know blocks <laughs> wow yeah okay that's gonna be awesome i can't wait for that i'm having a lot of fun designing it and i feel like it's gonna be a great experience once it's finally like on roblox awesome and i think it'll really set ultimate driving apart from every other game yeah definitely i don't think i've seen any any big games sort of employ that up till now all right, thanks for coming on the podcast today and having a chat with me. Cool, it was a lot of fun, yeah. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe or follow the podcast to make sure you don't miss any of our future installments. And why not leave us a voice message? I'll listen to it in a future episode and answer any questions. Use the Anchor app or find instructions to submit a clip manually on the Bantech Systems website. Thank you to our guest, 22Pilots, for joining me today. You can find them on Roblox for links to their social profiles, and of course you can find the Ultimate Driving games there too. Be sure to fill out the guest application if you'd like to feature on a future episode. You can find it at bantech.systems forward slash btb guest. 
Beyond the Blocks is brought to you by Bantech Systems, a development studio creating interactive games, systems and solutions on Roblox. Find Bantech's profile on Roblox and click through to the Bantech Systems group for more information. Don't forget you can listen to any episode of Beyond the Blocks on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts and many other popular listening platforms. You'll also find it on the Bantech Systems YouTube channel. Thank you for listening and I'll see you on the next episode of Beyond the Blocks.